This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Welcome to this latest episode. <laughs> wake up. Welcome to this latest episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast, which comes in the wake of an not entirely unexpected, but another a term we've used before, shabby performance. The final score at Carrow Road, City, Norwich City, that is too, a poor Bristol City. Now, joining me this evening is, uh, is R. Uh, Ian and Mark, no uh, Dave Fevs. He's having a night off, and just for, good for him too. God, I'm really getting in trouble. Dave, with my David, teeth you, tonight. Meant, you meant, guys, I don't want it. It's awake. You meant it's awake. It's awake. You should have said. It's awake. Yeah, somebody said, "Is Ian going to take his sedatives?" I said, "I already took mine before the game." Look, I mean, the bottom line is, the bottom line is, I am feeling mightily pissed off. That's the first time I've sworn on this podcast. We didn't expect to win in reality maybe a bit of false hope after saturday this isn't an overreaction this type of display is not a one-off right i don't want to go through the individual action like we would normally do blah 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 right i mean we were it could have been a route in the first half were it not for dan bentley there were some players out there should have been taken off at half time i'll come to you first uh, ian i mean it you know, it was the performance again, wasn't it? The result, not unexpected, but it was crap. Yeah, if I'd have, um, if we'd have lost a game 3 2, 2 1, and played some attacking football and given them a game of football, so, and if we'd have got on the front foot, similar to the way uh, we got on the front foot at the start of the second half, I'd have had a great deal. Uh, more time for the team and the manager. But I don't think he's making the best use of the players that he's got. I said before the game um, that if we set up like we did against Preston, uh, we'd get beat. And we did. And so it's not hindsight. It's not, um, oh, well, you would say that now, wouldn't you? And, and any anybody that says never change a winning team needs to go and have a word with Pep. Clark, Brendan Rogers, because they do it all the time. Um, so, uh, very disappointing. I'll be interested to see who this uh, lone player coming in is. I've got a feeling it might be a left back because that's where we're really short after recent injuries. Um, but he needs to make the best use of what he's got. And by that, I mean play Casey Palmer as a 10 or don't butt behind two strikers or don't bother to play him at all. And well, play the same applies to Naki yeah. Wells. Yeah, play play Naki Wells as a striker, or don't bother to play him at all. He's not a left winger. He can't defend. Palmer's not a great defender. Adelakan's dreadful. Uh, I said tonight, I think he's one of the worst players I've seen in a City shirt. He's certainly not a Championship player. 
Good so God, no. no, we know that. I mean, how he started tonight in place of Semenyo, I, 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 I don't know. But that would be my advice to Dean Holden to make the best of what he's got, and he could make five or six changes against Millwall and have a side that isn't, apart from the defence, that isn't that much weaker. Because what we can't afford to do is go out in the FA Cup and Callas or Molson or Bentley get an injury. I know because that. That would really put the kibosh on it. Yeah, Mark, what were your what were your thoughts on the game? We we had a little bit of uh, raised hope after Saturday's display against Preston, but I mean the first half, I mean the first ninety seconds, I actually wrote down, oh, it was a bright start, and then next thing we had the first Campwell shot saved, um, and as somebody said, is Campwell a poor man's Jack Grealish? But what what were your thoughts on on the lineup, the starting lineup? Yeah, because it was not, you know, wasn't going to contain these guys up in uh, well, East you, Anglia, was it, really? You, you, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't compare Preston to, to Norwich, can you? Uh, like Ian said, you, you can make changes. And when we were playing narrow with Adelakan and and uh, and Palmer on Saturday, they had to stop the ball going to the full-backs. Once those defensive midfielders in, in skip, and uh, I think it was McLean got the ball, turned the ball over. It was into the front three, uh, Vrantic, Campwell and Buendia. It only cost 1.4 million. I went about that on the radio, but 1.4 million. And the guy can tackle, he can shoot, he's all over the place. What a fantastic player for that. It was like a condemned man, you know, waiting for the foreign squad. It was just awful. We turned the ball over time after time after time. And it was you could see the first goal coming. If it hadn't been for Dan Bentley in the first half, we'd have been 4-0 down. Well, but Bentley did just some great saves, get the ball he? Yeah. And, and, yeah, and oh, Callas, yeah. I think, Callas got in the way of a couple. Shot was tipped away by Bentley. I think that was one of McLean's. Bent saved at the near post from Hugel. Then the goal. I mean, Ian, the first goal, right, It we sort of cleared it, but then the ball drifted out to the right and Rose sort of stood on the angle of the six-yard area and just let the bloke run onto it before he laid it back to Campwell, who crossed, and then the shortest player, shortest centre forward I've ever seen, Hugill, he headed in, got in front of Callas. I mean, it was just shabby the way we just weren't closing them down, were we? Well, no, that's my that would be my point. But what happened was there was a ball went up in the air. Palmer decided he was gonna gonna head it away from one of our own players. He went up there, headed it, and then our lot started lining up for a corner or a throw it. Um Yeah. One of their players went out and got the ball and approached us. My complaint with the first goal was, why didn't we close down the cross? Because we didn't do that all night and we don't get around players. That's a problem. And and why didn't the defence come out? Why were they sat on top of the goalkeeper in the six-yard box? It's because if they'd have all come running out towards the ball, Hugo would have been five yards offside. And and I just I think that's a lack of organisation. Yeah. It's a lack of coaching. It's a lack of someone giving them a call, whether it's the keeper shouting away or, or whatever. And it's a lack of awareness. But I think if you're asking players to do what they can, Adelakan and um, Palmer, Palmer can't defend. No. They're not very good. Well, both right? fullbacks. Expo- both fullbacks in a back four. Exp- well, they, you would... You would be because if you've got because they were playing quite yeah. narrow anyway, as you say. Adelakan, Adelakan was a waste. Adelakan was a waste of a shirt. Yeah, other than that little drag, but I think he nutmegged two of their players on the near touchline. Yeah, uh, but I, didn't really I, that, that impresses. The ball went to one of theirs. That impresses me when someone does it on the edge of the opposition box, not when somebody yeah. does it on the halfway line. Um, but I, I don't think, we, without their ability to defend and without their ability, I mean, Nash can't tackle. He's another one. It's all right on an interception or if he gets there first. Yeah. He did put in one decent tackle towards the end, but by then it was too late. Um, but I, I just don't think we've got the players at the moment, certainly, to play a four-four-two and have two, two in central midfield. We just can't do it. Um, and I think no. we, we need to go back to playing... Three five two, and if nothing else, that gets some extra height in the side and gets somebody else in the team that can tackle. Whether it's Mariapa or more, um, I don't know. But you could use, or maybe Baker when he's fit. <laughs> well, that, this uh, is my problem. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like I to know when Holden. those two are going to be fit. Yeah, I saw. 
Oh, God, that's that's the least of our problems, I think, at the moment. I saw Holden, or the camera showed it, moaning at uh, Liddington, not one of our favourites, for a, a foul on, um, was it Martin, in the build-up to the first goal? I mean, that's just making no, an Jack, excuse, really. It was, it was Jack, Jack Hunt. Jack, Jack Hunt. It was yeah. Jack Hunt, sorry, yeah. it was Jack Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Hugel, that, not, Hugel eased, him out, eased him out of the way before the ball came back into the area. The first cross, he eased him out of the way. Uh, and then uh, we, we just let the crosses back in. But it was this time after time. And as Ian said, I mean, Adelakon and Palmer, Sorensen and, and, and Aarons were just get powering past them all the time. And then when they did, and the, the thing about it, they they tackled back. All of their team can attack and defend, can defend as, as a yeah. unit. That was a, that was the difference. They're busy around the ball. When we did have a chance and we got the ball in their half or we broke away and you thought, oh, one good pass, we lost the ball again and we were on the back foot again. Yeah. And it was and just the, number the same of times thing that happened with Palmer. The time. Number of no times simple pass. A simple Palmer. pass. Yeah. And, and somebody yeah. said, Nash is running around like a rabbit in headlights. That was, I think somebody said something like that. But he had so much work to do and space to cover. And Viner didn't exactly cover himself with glory. A few long-range passes, but a few that went straight into touch under no pressure at all. I mean, Ian, yeah. half-time, you could. It was there was enough bad in that first forty-five minutes that you could have made three changes at half time. And bearing in mind we are allowed five substitutes, and you could quite easily have taken off Adelakan, Palmer, and I'm going to say Chris Martin as well for what they were contributing yeah. because there was no mobility with Martin, and the only bloke who had any mobility up front was Dijou, who looked like he had a spring in his step, almost as if he'd heard uh, Mark Ashton allegedly say to the Sky commentator. That you know that uh, well, we're going to let uh, Fam go on a free. So he's thinking, happy days. Wherever I go, I'm going to get a nice little payday. But do you agree, Ian, no, at time that those three could have come he, off, and he didn't change it. Yes, he didn't I change do. it For an hour, did he? No. Um, and I, I. But on the Fam thing, what he also said, because we need to be fair, is he said they'd made him two or three really good offers, and he hadn't signed. And if he didn't sign. There was no alternative but to let him go, and they were prepared to reject Mickey taking bids um, and let him walk. Because he, the problem with all this is, and, and the question that's never asked is, why didn't you sort this out a year ago? Why have you let it get yeah. to this point? So you say to Fam, look, mate, that's the best contract we can offer you. Well, are you signing it? Uh, yeah, I will. Right, we'll sign it then. Here's a pen. Uh, well, hang on a minute. Right, okay, look, tell you what, mate. Wait a month. You either sign it or we put you on the transfer list, sit you down with your agent, lovely and friendly, and your agent can go and find you another club because we're going to transfer list you. I'm sorry, but you are a record signing and we can't let you, we can't let your contract run out no matter how much it suits you or anybody else. All right. Now, we didn't do that. And that's where we made the mistake. It's too late now. Six months to go. And some yeah, of the best players Ashton, we got in the that's club. That's what's going to happen. He's going to go. No, it is. He's going to go for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my yeah. point. But yes, yeah, so I'd have made the three comes, changes. Well, at that's, we're going to bring that up. We're going to bring that up. Yeah, you'd have made those three changes. Saying that, and that's uh, Tomo's just quoted here on the on the text. He said Sky quoted about five minutes before half time that Viner had had eleven touches, and he's a centre midfielder. That sort of does sum it up a bit there. But uh, Mark, the second half, the first bit, we did come out and take the game to them a bit without really threatening. I think the closest we came to a goal was uh, a snapshot by Semenyo. But um, what did you think at the start of the second half? Did you think we were maybe going to get ourselves back in the game or was, was that another delusional well, we, thought we sort by of me? Flattered to deceive. <laughs> we most played other a, people we, we played a bit, what we, we're like yeah, we played, over 90 we played, minutes. We played a bit higher, we played a bit higher up the pitch. We looked a little bit more competitive for maybe a quarter of an hour. Um, well, we had that, yeah, we had that snapshot from Semenyo and we, we created a bit of space and we supported the man on the ball. But again, Hanley uh, and Gibson, just too comfortable for them, really. When the ball was coming in, final ball, <laughs> just too e just too easy for the, the centre-backs. Hardly got moved around at all, all night. They will probably have an easier game all season. And the goalkeeper, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't break out in a sweat. Nothing to do, no dives to make, you know, just watching the ball, you know, watching the game around him. And that, well, you have nothing. that's what's I mean, embarrassing. The, the stats today were 60, yeah. 63 37, 63 37, 14 against three shots 
shots in total, six on target, none for us, right? I mean, you know, and, and again, he seems to be falling in, into the trap that LJ did in the latter years. If you Jackie Wells came on, each time I saw him touch the ball, he was back in the defensive Sorry, Dave, you, you keep position, breaking up. Here. I don't know if there's something wrong with your headset or your mic or something. Yeah, no, it's it's no, it's me. It's, it's probably me. Yeah, I apologise. I was going to say when Naki Wells did come on, they just sort of played him. He seemed to be playing defensive midfield, didn't he? He was nowhere near the front line. There was nothing there, was it? Well, he was on. He was he was on the left side again. And and what I said earlier on uh, was that you either play Palmer as a ten or don't play him, and you play Naki Wells as a striker or don't play him. You know, it's like saying, well, we paid eight million pounds for Callas, so I'm I'm going to play him centre forward. That's not what he is. Yeah. So don't no. don't play. You know, either play them in their rightful positions or don't play them. If that means we we've got to play a younger player, let's say for example, uh, Tommy Rowe has got gets a knock, and we say right, who's going to play left back, right or left wing back, if you will? We got two people that can do it. You've got Ash Harper, who's one of the younger lads who's not even in the squad yet. So I don't know if he's in the in the the bubble or whatever they call it. And you, you with a good left foot and a big lad who's a good defender, you've got Riley Taylor, but he's more of a centre back. So you've got to have, the, you know, it's, it's no good saying, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll play Naki Wells left back or we'll play Casey Palmer left back. But it just won't work. And that's what I mean by saying you've got to do the best. You've got to get the best out of the players you've got. And I don't think... With all respect to him, and I don't, I don't dislike him. Dean Olden's not getting the best out of the players he got, and he's not setting the team up right. And, 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 that's just... being, and he doesn't appear to be getting any constructive help from his two, so say, experienced coaches to help him on his way, does he? I don't. Well, think. we don't, we don't know that, Dave. You know, I mean, the relationship he might be, they might be picking the team for all we know. Um, so I don't know, but I can't see. How how th- there's been any real change since 2017, and that's either under Lee or under uh, Dean Olden. I I just don't yeah. I don't I can't see a change, and I can't, as I say to people many times, I, I can't deny the evidence of my own eyes. And and in fairness, if you look at social media, if you look listen to Radio Bristol tonight. It, it wasn't just me that was saying it. I mean, no. the only mitigating factor is some people have said, well, you've got to remember that Norwich have come down from the Premier Division and they've got a good side. And and they have got a good side. I'm not saying they haven't, but, you know, let's... But that was get... a weakened side. But that was a weakened side. Imagine what would have happened. What would have happened if uh, Puki had been playing, yeah. for instance? Yeah, yeah well, that... Because he was, that... he was a big thorn in our side, wasn't he? Well, they? in terms of the goals, uh, before tonight, Hugel had got one goal in 17. Yeah, so I think that I mean the second one was absolutely just hit him, didn't it? Callas kicked it well, onto him and he well, hit him in the at, chest. Let me ask Mark about the second goal. Let me ask Mark about the second goal because I mean Hugel had had an effort save, but he was offside. That was Bent's good save in the second half. But I say it wouldn't have yeah, dive in, dive point when he didn't have one over. Then with 15 minutes to go, yeah, 15 minutes to go. Aaron's cross deflected by Callas and Hugill didn't know much about it, but he's the sort of striker that we would have maybe signed a year ago. You could have said maybe him or Naki Wells and those sort of strikers, that's how they score their goals. And that's the sort of goal that Naki would have got, isn't it? You know, that close range, lucky bounce. Would you agree with that, uh, Mark? Yeah, you've got to be you've got to be in the right place. I mean, look at the goal that Naki got against um, against Reading. You know, when it, there was a mix-up, you know, Fox in the box, and, and you're there to put the ball in the net. But we got you've got to play to the whistle. Tommy Rowe went down. It wasn't a head injury. I don't injury. think he was hurt. I don't think he was hurt. He yeah. just went down and thought he was going to get a cheap free kick lying down on the ground. And with these new rules coming out about concussion substitutes and everything like that, somebody's going to go kick in the thigh and going to go down holding their head. But TV hopefully will expose that. Well, Aaron's did the right thing. He hammered the ball. I think um, I think Alfie Mawson left a little bit of a gap for him to hit it into. Maybe he could have thrown his thrown his body in front of it a little yeah. bit better. But Aaron's did, Aaron's did the right thing, hit it hard and low. And, uh, of course, Callas is facing towards the goal. 
So if the ball hits him, it's going to go. It's going to go goalwards in some point, and the girl's right there. I mean, I think we were looking at him when he yeah. was at Preston. I think we did look at him maybe 2017-18 season before, or there was talk, weren't there? There's talk on the forums. I don't know whether City tried to get him, but he was at Preston on his way to West Ham, and of course, he, he's never made it. Uh, at the top level, but he's, he's, he went to QPR where he would have right. um, played alongside Naki. And of course, Naki, no, if you don't right. play him as, a, right. as a, an out-and-out right, out striker, completely yeah. wa- completely wasted. The poor guy's his, his, his game's gone backwards because he's been constantly being played out of a position. Try and utilise him. I mean, uh, why can't we play him in a four-two-three-one if we can adapt that? I don't know if we got the players for that, but I think that would be. Uh, a good pos- a good game. You couldn't play. You didn't want to play a four five one at home, but you could try and play a four two. I think a four five one at home with a distinct pattern of play would be a lot better than what we seem to be doing at the moment, which yeah. is a bloody mishmash. But Ian, your your call. No, I, th- I think we well as I said, I suggested that we made some changes against Millwall so that we fully utilise the squad that we've got, but we play people in the right positions, so we could make six changes. Yeah. And the side wouldn't like look all that much weaker. I mean, you could argue it'd be possibly a little bit stronger. I mean, is Masengo in Backinson in centre midfield that much weaker than Viner in Naj in in a two-man midfield? Which, which incidentally, I wouldn't do. I'd, I'd play. Uh, I'd actually play three-four-one-two. So you'd you'd have a midfielder which would be Palmer dropping in. So what you play, Callas Mawson and Mari. You play Callas. No, you no, play Callas no, Mawson and Mariapa no. as a three. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play Callas or Mawson. I'd play O'Leary in goal. I'd play Mariapa more in Taylor as the back three, and then I'd play this, the same full backs. We got no choice, I don't think. Um, and I'd play back into Masengo. That's your four. Palmer in behind two strikers would be uh, Wells and Jiju. I'd, I'd rest Chris Martin. So that way you've got a good shape, uh, a good team, and and that should be enough to beat one of the not-so-good clubs in the division. And I'd include us as, as, in being one of the – we're one of the bang-average clubs. If you look at our stats, everything's bang-average. Yeah. Goals, yeah. goals scored, goals conceded, points won – Possession, did However, you look at us, we're absolutely bang average. Now, whether we can go from being bang average plus if we get the four players back that are coming back. I mean, if you look at tonight's team, let's say you'd have started with Semenyo on the right and Jamie Patterson on the left, or even Callum O'Dowd on the left, you'd have had a, a, a much better side. Um, I'm not saying we'd have won, yeah, but it would have made a, a big difference. No, but I think I think I think Fam up front by himself would have been okay. But Martin, he had no mobility. Did can you recall him doing anything of note in that game? And against a team like no. that, as I see it, you want players that are energetic. All of those players, never mind their skill factor, they all looked on it more than ours did, chasing down the balls. Everything, yeah? yeah, and that for, ni- that's for, 90, what for, 94, the- for 94 minutes as well. They did, it, they did it relentlessly, yeah. They were chasing. Non-stop. I think somebody put on the, I think towards the end of the game, um, when either they were 2 0 down with 10 minutes to go, and he he barged Naj off the ball and then forced, I think, Hunt into knocking the ball into touch when he didn't need to do that. So, what mm. is it? Why, why are we look? Let's make no bones about it. Why are we so shit, and why have we been shit? For such a long time, because this is typical Bristol City performance. You know, if we'd have lost four two and it had been a good game, yeah, we might have been moaning. But you know, if we'd have hit the bar and you know there'd have been one dodgy goal due to the referee, I wouldn't feel half as bloody annoyed as I feel at the moment, even though they were the top team, because this was typical City, wasn't it? Yeah, if you, you, you need to give whoever you're playing, you know, you need to give them a game of football. Um, and that doesn't mean being gung-ho because once again, you know, another point some people have made tonight is Holden's plan B seems to put be put four strikers on the field when the problem isn't that. The problem is, I mean, Martin, you need crosses. You need to get the ball in the box. He, he can link up with his back to goal. But you need to get crosses in. Our crossing was pitiful tonight. It was absolutely awful. 
If you looked at their crossing, I'd yeah. love to see a, see a stat on number of crosses. Sheer, I mean, the two fullbacks must have gone off with sore feet where they crossed the ball so much, and they had so much space to do it in. It, mm. Now, we knew they were – I knew they were going to play like that. Um, and because they've been playing like it for three seasons, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I just – you know, I can watch a game of football and I can see, oh, yeah, they're doing this, and they're, look how they're getting the ball to that wide fella and all the rest of it. Now, that's not to say you can stop it all the time, but if you're going away and you're going to say, right, we'll go for a point – then perhaps you might have said, well, let's go 4-5-1. Let's stop those fullbacks going forward and, and let's get stuck into them in the middle of the field. And we'll, we'll play 20, 25 yeah. yards, 30 yards out from goal. We'll just stop them going through us and we'll try and get get lucky on the break. Yeah. But there, there was no – we just set up the same as we did against Preston. There was no real tactical awareness and there was no excitement. No. And and I I don't mind if, if no. I'm following City for no. fifty odd no, years. There's nothing. I don't mind. There was nothing. I don't mind. I don't mind losing, but it's the performance and the manner of defeat. And it's not the first time this season. This yeah. that is yeah. normally no, how we, we, we said that we said how that. we play when we lose. It's predictable. It's so predictable. I think that's, no, that's right. what, it's inevitable. We're, look, we're, we're looking at right. that, and it's the right. whole thing was so predictable that it's it, it's embarrassing because we come away from that and saying. That was expected, but we just didn't. We just didn't didn't perform at all. It was just too easy for for Do you know? Do you know? Some, do you you know well, they did they travel up well. by aeroplane? Did they travel up by? Yeah. Did they travel up yesterday, or did they travel up on private plane this afternoon? I know. Just asking that as a question. Yeah. Any ideas? Do you know when Don't we travelled up? No idea, Dave. No. No, I don't. Okay, look, let's look at Mark's, right? I'm just going to run through mine, and then I'll come to you first, Mark, and then Ian, and I'll just say, right, I give Bentley a nine, Hunt five, Callis five, Mawson six, Rowe five, Adelak and four, Viner five, Nash six, Palmer four, Dijou six, Martin four. Yeah, so I've, I've given a four to the three that I thought should come off at half time. Bentley got to give him a nine yeah because he did everything i don't think he did flapped or did anything wrong any any advance on those marks uh mark or uh you know do you pretty much agree with that what are your thoughts what did you say for adelac and uh and, and palmer i gave adelac and palmer four and i gave uh, martin a four as well yeah and, the, uh, yeah callas bentley had again bentley and eight callas and mawson uh sevens uh viner viner and nagel had given them a four Martin a four and Jiju a six. Um, that was about it. But yeah, it's yeah. just not really what you want I, to attribute some marks because I, it was I just. Have, I, I wouldn't have put Callas any higher than the six. He was literally at fault for both goals. I mean, it was poor team defending and poor collective defending. But the second goal, he kicked the ball backwards towards it. It had been an own goal if it hadn't hit um, yeah. Hugo. And he let Hugo get in front Hugo. of him onto onto a cross for the first goal. But the main problem was not getting out yeah. and closing down the crosses. We don't close people down. You're closing somebody down. You can't be any further than a metre away from them. Yeah. And then fair enough, if they then do some fancy trick and bend the ball around you, like, you know, Beckham-esque thing, all right, fair enough. I don't expect you to stop that. But you you... You need to get close. You can't just say, well, I'll tell you what, fancy a shot, go on then. Because you, if you're in League One, you might get away with that. Against top championship and premiership teams, no chance. They'll do you more often than not. And and we need to learn that. And I, I don't see, I don't think, in all fairness, the coaches know what to do. No, well, look, that's a good point. That's about the coaches. You make a you make a good point there, Ian. And uh, Tomo's come on here, and he said uh, he'd like to hear our opinions. Uh, well, our view, uh, what we think our points tally would be if we hadn't had all these injuries. And Tomo said, and I'm inclined to agree with him. He honestly thinks we'd be in the same position under Dino, i.e., right? He doesn't know how to make best use of what he's got because. You know, you said that several times, Ian, didn't you? Yeah. You know, do, yeah. do you think we would be that much better off if everybody was back? Yeah, yeah, I honestly do. I mean, if, if you look at what I 
call a full straight side. Um, you've got Bentley in goal. Your, your back three is Baker, Molson, and Callas. Um, that's 35, 36 million pounds worth, just those four. You've got Walsh and Williams in midfield. You want, might want to put a defensive midfielder in there. Um, but you've got Walsh and Williams in midfield. You've got De Silva as one of your wing backs. Um, I think Jack Hunt. Cessignon on the other side. Well, Cessignon you could have. You, I, I wouldn't pick Cessignon in front of Hunt most weeks because if you remember last season, Jack Hunt got our second highest number of assists beyond, behind um, Eliasson. And then I'd, I'd probably play Zizou and Wyman up front. Uh, and then you've got other players that could come into that midfield where you've got Williams, you've also got Walsh, you could also play Patterson. And I think if you've got Patterson and Boyman yeah. in the same side, they can make the clever little passes, the clever little runs, and you've got Fan will get on the end of things. Now, that's probably six or seven, I'd probably mention six players, seven players, that we haven't been available to start. So I honestly think, would we be, in, be top where Norwich are? No, I don't think we would. But I think we'd definitely be in the top six. I mean, you're only talking about having five or six points more. So that could have meant yeah, five Birmingham more points at home. Yeah, got at the moment. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, Bur- if we had beat Birmingham yeah, and Millwall and at home. Or drawing at Rotherham. Or drawing at Rotherham. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd have quite easily done that. And I think we would have done with those players in the side. So yeah, I do think they've made... A, a really big difference. And the other thing is, if when Hunt gets an injury, instead of Mariapa, who's really a centre-back, going the right-back, you've got Cessignon, uh, who can also play wing-back. And arguably, Cessignon and De Silva are better wing-backs than Rowe and Hunt, but I don't think they're as good defensively. But it's it's not they're not a million miles apart. But uh, yeah, in answer to the simple answer to the question is, yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, when, yeah. at the start of the season, you, you had... You had Vyman and uh, and Patterson, and they they would get into the into the into the passing lanes and, and intercept the ball quite easily. And then, of course, we were on the front foot passing the ball wide, and Wells and Martin were feeding off that because Wells was cushioning the ball. Uh, sorry, Martin was cushioning the ball down, you know, for for Wells. I mean, that goal uh, against uh, Stoke typified it, where he squeezed between two defenders and hooked the ball back with his right foot for Wells to turn on a sixpence. Uh, and another goals and another goal against Forest and Vyman's clever play, you, you know, you just kept us on the front foot, and we could, we could get get a goal up, and we could get a second goal quickly. I mean, we scored ten goals in our opening five games, and I think the following fifteen, we only scored another eleven. Yeah, that shows the difference that, that those two those two players made That's as right. a pair. Yeah. It was a little bit too open, I think. I mean, I think Ian was saying at the start of the season, you know, against some of the bigger sides, but we 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 made. We we made the best of it. We we were off to a good start because we picked off those sides. We should still we we really should have beaten Barnsley. It would have been in five wins, but Feynman was a huge loss. But we just didn't. But we didn't. But I think yeah, that, 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 that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been our. I think I agree with him. That wouldn't have been our start in eleven because I think the the, the idea with the midfield was a midfield free built around uh, Joe Williams. He was a tough tackling midfielder. I think he had the highest number of yellow cards in the championship last season, coupled with yeah, the passing did. ability of, of Liam Walsh, who had a great season at Coventry. Now, the players and the people on the forum said, oh, yeah, we haven't seen him play in the championship. He's not the well, Messiah, but he was a player whose game was on the up and he played a, he played a hell of a lot of games for Coventry and he, he was on a high and he would have, I think he would have adapted very well. And he had to, I think uh, Holden had to bin his plans and start again, and then he had to bin him again. So, uh, but the players that he's got should be doing better. And, and go into a game when you're thinking, "Oh, we're not even competing against the top well, side. Let them get beaten. Awful." Interesting. Somebody else has put on the uh, the live feed on. Somebody else has put on the live feed on here. Mark Carter, where we said that you know five more points with our full strength team, and we'd be in the top six, which is a fact. Equally, do you think we've got more points than our performances have warranted? And that's what Mark Carter has said. Yeah, I, I did, I, we're lucky yes, that we're on. We're lucky that we're on thirty six points. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah at Car- I, look at I, look at look at the Cardiff and QPR games. For a start, I totally I agree. Yeah, got away with it. Anne Huddersfield away until the seventy seventh minute. You know the QPR game. QPR away, he would give, give it up. Yeah, QPR, Huddersfield, Cardiff. We won. You know, we we we, we won from we 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 won when we looked like yeah. we get a draw at best. 
I know, I know. Okay, let's look at. Um, well, I think we've done the match to death. I don't want to talk too much about Millwall because I think if you read what Dean, I think if you read what Dean said, we got to win because we want to have a cup run or something. Ian's absolutely right, saying we should rotate and you wouldn't be playing a massively weak inside, even if you left out Callas, Mawson, and Bentley. You could leave yeah, out I'd, our three I'd play... sort of central pivots and not really weak yeah, inside. I'd play Max O'Leary in goal. Go on, yeah. I'd, well, I, I'd definitely play o, yeah. O'Leary in goal and, and the team that I I outlined. And I don't think we'd be a, a world and his wife away. And the other thing is, look, Millwall are, are, are concentrating on staying in the division. They've been going through a rough time. They won tonight, but they've been going through a rough time. So who's to say that they're going to put their uh, their first, what you might call their first 11 out there? Um, I, I just think it, it's up to us. I, I'm not... I can understand going for a cup run uh, to try and get the money. You know, you get. I, I think the game with the, t- the money you get off TV and the prize money is worth about about eighty to a hundred grand. Yeah, it's ninety, um, ninety thousand for winning the fourth round and, and one hundred eighty for the, if you win the fifth round. So that's that's a quarter of a yeah. million pounds if you beat Millwall. And, and the winners Sheffield of Sheffield United, United against against uh, yeah the winners that we've away to Sheffield United or Plymouth is the game at Plymouth or Sheffield United on the uh, in the other game? No idea. Oh, well, you have to no see. Idea. You have to see. Right. See who wins, Look, right next yeah. thing we want to talk about. Yeah. Next thing we want to talk about. But before I say that, a nice little comment here from Devon's Tasty Tool. This is my favourite Bristol City podcast. I like the way that you guys just get straight down to the business and talk about the football without any frivolity. That's very kind of you to say that. And Tomo endorsing him and loud Lisa as well. She says, agree, Brady. Maybe that's on something Brady has said further up there. Next topic today saw the uh, new uh, set of accounts come out for Bristol City for the year ending May 2020. So they're a bit later than normal. I can remember the days pre-Lansdowne where the annual accounts would come out in November and we fans would get the chance to go to the AGM and uh, vote. But Lansdowne still put, soon put a stop to that when any vote was meaningless because he owned 100, or well, 99.99% of the shares. Ian, we spoke earlier this afternoon. You've done a good look through the accounts. I'll have my hands up and say I haven't. But... In a nutshell, yeah, what should we, what have you learned from looking at the club's accounts that came out today? Well, Over to you, it, have your it, platform there. I can't interrupt because yeah. I don't know. I haven't read it in detail. It, <laughs> it's, very, it's very surprising that the media hasn't picked, no, I'm not talking about the local media, hasn't picked out the fact, hasn't picked out the fact that, um, we, uh, Steve Lansdowne has paid off the mortgage to Citibank, 50 million. And he's paid it off, or rather, Pula Sports have paid it off. Um, who's that shuffling their mic? It's not me. So it only leaves really? one person. No, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> that was me there. I went up to pick up my phone so I could see what else was going, out, going on right, outside. Okay. Carry on. Um, Carry on. So Carry on, call the, it. the thing that. Uh, <laughs> They, the thing that they, they didn't pick up, and I was very surprised, is that Steve Lansdowne paid off the mortgage. So whereas people have been saying for years, well, all the money we owe is to Lansdowne, and it wasn't, uh, it now is. Um, and he owns owns the ground, so he's paid off the mortgage to Citibank, £50 million. Um, I think there's another £20 million loan in there from him. Um, but if you, if you look at it, the headlines... Uh, that is the biggest headline, and, and you, you'd ask why he's paid off the mortgage at this point. And I think he's amortizing. Well, he is amortizing the stadium over fifty years. Okay, so easy numbers: million pound a year, um, ten million pound loss, which is normal for us. Twenty-four uh, million pounds worth of player sales. So Steve put in eight point six million cash, uh, but he put it in his equity or shares, if you will. We've got 83 players on the books. That obviously includes the under-12s. All levels. (laughs) Does that include the women as well? Does that include the women as well? They're they're accounted separately, aren't they? I I don't know, but the total staff down there is 797 people. Um, (laughs) 27 million turnover. That was down 3 million. How many of those, get back to that head count, Ian, sorry to interrupt, how many of those 197 staff are 
related to either the Lansdowne or the Ashton family. <laughs> Doesn't it put that in there? I thought you said I thought you said seven hundred. I thought you said seven hundred ninety-seven for a minute, not hundred ninety-seven. That's exactly what I did say. Seven hundred. That's what I thought you said. Seven hundred ninety-seven. Seven hundred ninety-seven. Yes. Oh, so they so they count they count. I thought what they said so they kept, they must count all the match day staff then that are on zero hours contracts. Yeah. Um, and we don't <laughs> we and we don't know that they're on zero hours contracts. So I mean, perhaps somebody from the club can can put us right on that. But uh, the turnover was down three million on last year at twenty seven million. Uh, season ticket sales income was down by eighteen percent. Uh, at around three million, it was down six hundred and forty thousand on last year. Uh, the training ground uh, has cost us twelve point four million. That's the football training ground, as opposed to the rugby one. Um, and we've got a hundred. This is an interesting number. We've got a hundred eighteen million in unused tax losses. Now that's a cumulative number. And the way you might be able to answer this better than me, Dave, but the way I think it works is if you make I don't know, let's make something up. If you made 20 million profit one year, you can offset that against those cumulative losses. I'm not, I'm, I'm, let me first, let me say right up front. Yeah, I'll pass on I'm not, that. I'm not 100% that. sure that's true, but somebody please check. Um, if you look at the next financial year, because bearing in mind that that was only up to May and May. we stopped playing in March. Yeah. Um, so the next set of accounts, 2021, is going to be absolutely gruesome um, because you, you won't have uh, the income from the ground. Um, you will have things factored in like the money that we got for Brownhill, but we almost spent – we spent a lot of that on Naki Wells. Yeah. Um, this year we, we are in credit in terms of our transfer activity um, because obviously we've brought in more than we've paid out. Uh, by about three and a half million, I think, um, and um, the mortgage is 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 paid off. the The accounts I will say are uh, forty six pages. I know that City and the Bears uh, pay for the ground. Now I don't know if that's equally or one pays more than the other. I don't honestly know. Um, but the usual statements from Mark Ashton saying. Um, how wonderful the Lansdowns are, and I suppose they are when you look at the amount of money that, that they're putting in. But he, he does always say that, doesn't he? That was uh, that was a. Pre- and then he then names them just in case. Then he name checks them individually, just in case they don't get it. So it, you know, I want like to thank thank the Lansdowne family. Yeah, well, he's Steve, got to be grateful Maggie. because if he's pulling a quarter of a, if he's pulling a quarter of a million a year, yeah, oh mm-hmm. God, it's just but impressive. I I mean, Ian, well, that, that, the, the on, director's Graham. salaries and pension contributions only came to 143,000 for two people. So the, the, I would imagine the two paid directors are John Lansdowne and Mark Ashton. Or they could so, be, Hard, um, what's his name? Who's the one who signed off the accounts? Harmon. Is he getting, yeah. where's his, where's his Doug money? Doug Harmon. Is he still around? I, I don't know, but what yeah, the, he signed my, off the accounts. Is, His name was on the uh, the signature. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry, I haven't read the accounts. So I, I don't like. I said I would like, um, I would like somebody, you know, to I, 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 in ideal world, I'd like Steve Lansdowne's the best guy to do it. I'd like him to sit down and do an interview with Jeff Twentyman and go through the numbers, just so I'm not thinking something. I, I, you know, I'm not, I haven't got something completely wrong. There is a lot of accountancy, um, accountancy speak, accountantees. So it would be nice if if an accountant um, looked at it. But on one of the forums I am, one of the guys on there is an accountant, and he's liked what I've put on here. So I don't think I've got too much yeah. wrong. Um, no, that's so- interesting. That's that's yeah. I mean, one of the things you said to me, and when you were chatting, and this comes back to this. I say conspiracy theory, but when we were chatting earlier in the day, you said Lansdowne's almost creating the way he's adjusted some of the finances. He's almost creating a platform where he could sell the football club part of this big concept. In other words, he's a property developer. He owns the ground. He lets the rugby club, because effectively he's achieved with the rugby club in three years, four years, maybe what, 
in an ideal world, he'd have done with the football club by now because Bristol Rugby are going to be a top 10 rugby club in Europe for the foreseeable future. Would you both agree with that? Oh, yeah. yes. So we're, we're, we're a first, right. so we're a first, first we're a world-class coach. Of, so, so with a world-class coach, and he will fill that ground let, less times a year, but with as many people for as what he get with City pulling in 20,000. It was interesting that the average attendance was up by 1,000 year on year, uh, looking at that. But Ian, you suggested to me that, is he going to sell the club? And does this... Does this explain why the contracts are being run down? And he's maybe had enough of football and thinking, look, they can play at the ground, hence the 50-year mortgage, right? If they get to the Premier League, I'll have a clause put in the lease such that I can charge them five million a year more for the rental or whatever. Do you think that's a possibility, Ian, or is that I, I think just flying to be honest, kites? If to you, the, you know, the, the, no, the sheer head you, on my part. If, well, if, if you, I mean, we're only having a discussion. We're not saying we've got any inside knowledge or anything like that. But I'm, if you look at it, at any point, if you own something, you can sell it. It doesn't matter if it's your house, your car, um, I don't know, a bottle of Diet Coke, anything you like, you can sell it. Now, Steve's put £175 million into this club. Now, if you look at it, that, that, includes, that now includes the ground. So uh, it would include the, our training ground, which is 12 and a half Well, that's million. what I mean. That was Bristol before Lansdowne. That was his only – that was the club's only asset was the ground. And right here, right now, right, Lansdowne owns, as you say, he lo- he's put in money, 175 million, mm-hmm. but he owns everything. Fact. Yes, and it's a saleable asset, I think, is what he's he, got he a real said, estate. He's got a real estate, but he could go out and say to somebody – do you want to buy the football club and all the money? You can have the revenue from the football club, blah, blah, blah. But you try and achieve what I want, what I've been unable to in the 14 years or however many years it is that he's been chairman. And actually, Mr. New Owner of the football club, it's like an American franchise, yeah? You can, like, we've got a manager who's not very good, but actually all our players are out of contract and it's a brave new world in football going forward. So we can go out and pick players that are out of contract and offer them the money they want without having to pay the clubs a transfer fee. So you have a, a wage bill next season, but you don't spend any money signing players. And I think that's why we're letting some of our players go. And as, as Tomo said on here, he said, is it, is it acceptable? We've talked about this before. Is it acceptable for our record signing to walk away for nothing in the summer? Five and a half million. Not, not no, it's you, not. not when you've is it going to be acceptable that Naki Wells is likely to be able to walk? You know, is Naki, Naki Wells? We're, we're not going to get any value back on Naki Wells. No, the only player, so the the only, whole the only player you're going to get value from at the moment is, is Dan mess. Bentley. Dan Bentley's our most saleable asset yeah. and probably our only saleable asset. Um, well, the, what you've got to realise is the money that we've made. Well, I think Viner and Cemento. Hang on, Dave. Like, well, look, well, hang on. The, the money that we've made has on. primarily been on selling the players we've produced. So Joe Bryan, um, we picked up Brownhill for nothing. Uh, Lloyd Kelly, Bobby Reed. Those are the players that we've earned and the Webster. most money. And Webster. And Webster. No, no. Well, Webster wasn't homegrown. Webster we bought. About four hundred million. It was a good return. It was a yeah. good return, yeah. Yeah, so so you've got to, to look at it in the way that, I mean, the, the year before we made a £10 million profit because we had about £40 million worth of sales. Now, the same this year, we yeah. lost £10 million with £20-odd million pounds worth of sales. So had we not sold any of those players, because people are always saying, well, why are we selling our best players? This is why. Because if we didn't, we talk about – we would blow up financial fair, fair play, never mind exceed it. Because mm. you, you, your loss would be 34 million in a season. So you're only allowed to, earn, yeah. to lose 13, 13 um, million per season or 39 million over a three year period. Um, so yeah. you've got, we've got to keep selling players. And as long as the club is unsuccessful, and by that, I mean, we don't make the playoffs. We don't get promoted. As long as we're unsuccessful, we'll have to keep on doing that. And the next one off the rank could be, well, you mentioned Dan Bentley, who we bought, fine. There's probably a, a sell-on 
clause on him, bearing in mind. But the ones you could make money out of would be Zach Viner, uh, Backinson, or if one of the other younger lads comes through and has a really yeah. good season. Because it only takes one good season and a larger club will will buy yeah, I mean, Ian, you say, and, and Mark, what value would you two guys put on Dan Bentley now? Because he's, he's got a long contract with us, so we're safe from that perspective. He has been throwing in man-of-the-match performances after a dodgy period this time last year. But, uh, Mark, what, what value on Bentley in a slightly deflated market if he went to a Premier League club? Um, five I'd to say seven, 10 mil, is that high? What do you say, Mark? For Bentley, what value? But maybe I think what do you City, say, City would Bentley? possibly take eight, eight million, I'd I, say. I would say 15 million. Yeah. And if you say, well, go on, then how are you coming up with that number? Have you seen Aaron Ramsdale at Sheffield United? Oh, well, the Bournemouth one. He was ex-Bournemouth, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 How much did they 15, pay for him? 15 million right. pounds. Now, I've got to be honest with you. I mean, I'd say the same thing about Brewster at 18 million, a striker. But if you're looking at goalkeepers, who would you rather have, Dan Bentley or him? And for me, it's Dan Bentley every time. Yeah, I think alongside, yeah. I think alongside Crawl, Crawl, he's probably the best best goalkeeper in the division. I think. I think he is the best. I wouldn't swap Bentley for a lot of, lot of goalkeepers I see in the Premier League. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, but the more unsuccessful, when I say unsuccessful, I don't mean you're getting relegated. When I say unsuccessful, I mean not making the playoffs and not getting promoted. Because if you look at Brentford, they didn't. They made the playoffs last season and lost in the final. Right? They then had to sell their best two yeah. players, but they sold them for well in excess of fifty million, which enabled them to have the six million or whatever they paid Peterborough for Ivan Tony. Mm. And they've sold so, more pay the season before that. They yeah. did. Yes, and, they did. And that's the, when, I, when, I, when I look at a club, and you know, you often hear this phrase, well-run club. When I look at them and I look at us, and you, you look at them tonight and you look at us, and you think, now, they, they, they appear to have it right. And they've got the, the brand spanking new stadium. Now, I don't know too much about their overall financials, but I, I think they, that you look at them and they look a club that's going in the right direction. And, and we don't. We've been yeah. regressing, well, moved in up. my opinion. And we don't know. We've got, we, well, we've said this. We said, we said this three months. We said this in the autumn, that we've been going back. Mm. Yeah. And we've had the odd little glimmer of hope and what have you. Uh, it's, je- no, it's, just, it's just, it's depressing. And I can't see any light at the end of it. I mean, it's interesting. You say about Millwall struggling a bit. They gone away at Huddersfield and won today two goals to one Cardiff seem to be from uh, some of this that's going on is that we didn't get Chris Hewton because Forrest have lost at home to Middlesbrough uh, tonight by 2-1 Brentford got their customary home win that was against Luton Birmingham are losing at home to Preston but if you look at the league table where we are at the moment surprisingly we haven't we haven't gone down, but if you look at where we are, Dave, you're 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 sorry to interrupt, mate, but, sat but there you're, on... you're breaking up all over the place. Yeah, Dave. you're breaking up, Dave. You're you're breaking up. It's like listening to Norman Collier, or or um, or Prime Minister's questions. <laughs> you are you still there, Dave? Right, Dave's Dave's probably not there, so I'll take over. So, if if you look at um, the 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 way the where our club is at the moment, yeah. If I if I said to you, what position would you settle for now, Mark? What position would you settle for now, as of, as of tonight with twenty two to play? You settle for tenth. Yeah, I think. Well, no, I think that the, the the way the club are playing. Unless it's a dramatic change, I just can't see us finishing very Hello. high, and I certainly can't see us finishing the top six. Ah, Davis, Davis, back in the room. Yeah, we we we. <laughs> Once we, you we just said, you. I'll take over. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah. No, we're back. Can you I'm hear back. us? I don't know what happened there. It said I totally lost. <laughs> yeah, well, you're doing. You turned into a bit of a Norman Collier doing the old Darlick thing. Um, <laughs> And uh, and so we were getting. I'll tell, tell you what. Listen, don't anybody, 
Don't anybody connect with Virgin bloody internet, right? I'm on their so-called top flight package, and I'm getting one-tenth of what they say that is. It's utter shite. There we go. Well, I, yeah, I won't I repeat bet, what I, I bet said, it was cheap. It was, it I was bet, rubbish I, anyway. I, so. I, I, bet it, I bet it was cheap. It bloody wasn't, wasn't it? cheap. It wasn't. So it's about as close as City getting to the top flight, and you're in the same position, are you, David? <laughs> They're they're looking at oh by the way Millwall Listen, play three four. Hello, I want to have two. a little bit of a laugh. I put this on Twitter. This on Twitter. Dave, you're going now. You're doing it again, Dave. You're going in and out this mate. evening. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> Go on then. Go on. Try, try again. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll do something. In, in terms of um, Millwall's win tonight, as we're playing them yeah. on Saturday, they had 31% of the ball, yeah. one shot on target, and they won 1-0. <laughs> so well, they, so it, 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 it doesn't sound as though it's going to be a classic when we play them on Saturday, is it? Well, no. I mean, the, fu- the funny thing was, um, um, I don't know whether you read Gary Ra- Gary Rowett said, oh, I picked on something that uh, Naki Wells said. We wanted to play a bigger club in the next round. I'm going to tell that to some of the players. But what City needed to do is pin his words up after we the, the, his comments he made after the 2-0 win at Ashton Gate a few weeks ago. said, you know, it was the, the easiest uh, thing I've had to do. I picked a team to fit to fit the strategy and just played for it, you know, hit the front men and, and do this and that. And he should be drilling. Uh, if, if Oldham don't drill that into the players, I, I don't know what, because, you know, we, we, we expect a, we expect a response against Millwall because they beat us up and it was just easy. It was a walkover that game. We just, we did nothing, did we? It was predictable well, old you... city against a physical team. That's why I would, I would play the three, five, two and put a few more big lads in there. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Let's see what we get out of that, lads. We've just done over the hour. I got to raise this with you. I saw this on the uh, Daily Mail feed. It came up on the, from the uh, Chronicle up in Sunderland, and it says Sunderland coach Lee Johnson on zero tolerance for cultural efforts at the cultural errors at the Black Cats, and it talks about the game last night, and this is little Lee. Johnson was critical of his side's failings and said players who do not buy into his philosophy will be on their way out. There were some cultural errors today, which I don't like. I have to go to sleep at night knowing that whatever goes on externally, myself and my squad have consistency and believe each other. We have to create that cause and that family. It is important that the lads buy into that, and if they don't, they will be gone quicker than you can say their name. Blah, blah, blah. It seems to be a bit of a theme at home where we haven't been consistent as we should have been. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. He's up to his old tricks pretty quickly but, out there, isn't he, guys? Don't you think? Well, he hasn't won a game, has he, at home? So uh, getting back to the ways, he hasn't had one. <laughs> I don't think you'll get the... Um, I, I don't think you'll get the time at Sunderland, especially with new owners, that he did it at City. And I don't know how his payoff went, whether he was paid off in one go or whether we paid him until such time as he found another job, which is what they normally do these days. Um, but I don't think he'll get four years up there if he doesn't get him up, get him up this season or at the very latest next. Playoffs. I think, I think he's got to have play. He's got to get him in the playoffs, which I reckon I actually reckon he'll do this. Now, Dave, Dave Fevs is on it. He's put a text on it. He said, thought he spent ages building protocols and culture in early week. He told us that. Bullshitter. That's very strong language from Dave. He wouldn't use that if he was on live with us, the naughty boy. Who's he talking about there with protocols and bull and, and culture? Do you know who that is? He's, he's, yeah? talk, oh, talking, he's talking about Lee talking Johnson. About Lee Johnson, he is. isn't he? That's that's the yeah. If, that's, that's, if LJ Tomo's just said, Tomo's just said Tomo's just said if LJ fails, Sunderland won't appoint Dean Alden. <laughs> the true statement. Well, he's, got, statement got, he's made all night. He's, he's got McAllister, hasn't he? Um, he he's, he's got McAllister as his number two, uh, which in, well, I mean that wouldn't exactly exactly uh, you know light, light, light him up, would, would they? Really, he's not exactly exactly brilliant himself. So uh, I mean, I mean he, he, he's, he's full of management speak, isn't he, Lee? 
uh, you know, Bomb Alley, you know, uh, DNA, all of this stuff. Well, that is, he had another, was it the regurgitated piece he did for Coach's Voice? Because that popped up uh, tail end of last week, early part of this. Guys, look, it's just over the hour. We like to keep it around that. Um, the accounts, Ian, thanks for your analysis on that. There is 46 pages of it. And in an account, as an accountant in a past life, yeah, maybe I should take a bit more interest, but I don't anymore now because it really is uh, complex. I am. I'm disappointed. I'm upset. I didn't expect to win tonight. Like any Bristol City fan, after a win, you have that little bit of hope where you think they just might do it. But um, um, any parting thoughts, Ian, from you uh, looking uh, forward to Millwall? Do you think we'll be in the hat for the fifth round or not? Quick, yes or no? Uh, uh, to be honest, Dave, I think you can't really say because it depends what side they pick and what side we pick. Um, if If... I, I, let's put it this way, if you look at Millwall's game tonight and you look at our game, I'd be very, very surprised if it's a, a golf, golf feast and a feast of great football. I think it's going to be as scrappy as hell, probably finish up 1-0, could go either way. Because uh, I'm not, and, and I hope he plays, he gives players a chance who haven't had a game like your Masengos, like Backinson, like Taylor Moore, like uh, Max O'Leary. Yeah. Because otherwise, he's, he, we're, we're going to go on with the same players. They're going to get worn out. They're going to get injured. And then he'll bring players and say, well, he wasn't very good tonight. Well, hang on. He, he, haven't, he haven't kicked a ball for in a game for two months. How do you expect him to be any good? So yeah. I, I would, no, I would very be true. very, very, I'd be yeah. very surprised um, if it's anything other than a drab affair that could even end in penalties. I hope That's I'm wrong. There's, I hope no it's a great game. There's no replays. Mark... Uh, were we going to trouble the ball master for the next round, or, uh, or yeah, or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm a glass half full person. Uh, I know which, you are. Uh, stupid, you stupid, are. Stupid, stupid, stupid city fan. So I'm going to say yes. We got a chance. I mean, we haven't, we haven't been in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup since uh, 1974 after we beat Leeds. So let's see if we could sneak into uh, into the semis, uh, where according to uh, the FA website, the semi-final losers get 450,000. So we could get. We could get a, a nice, a nice half million quid and get hammered by Man City. You know, at least we'd be miserable in comfort, wouldn't we? Watching, watching a good game of football. So why not? That's true. That's definitely true. be our, it'll definitely <laughs> be true. our strongest, strongest team if if there's prize money and television money available. Because I should imagine Steve Lansdowne was on the phone to Holden and said, "Right, you've got to go with your best team, and I, I want a cut run." That would be well, the other thing yeah, is uh, Ian right. and uh, David. You know, Mark, Mark Aston's wonderful early bird season letters, you know, where he says, we've done X, Y, and Z the most. What's he going to say next year? We had more throw-ins, more injuries, uh, more well, players out of contract. How, how's, how are they going to get that little bit of a cushion financially in March, April? They got the last few seasons. There's going to be no money there, is there? How are they going to do it? How is he going to do it? I'd love to see what his letters look like no, next it's a very, It's very depressing. Uh, it's very depressing. The club owe it to the fans to come on Jeff Twentyman's show and make a statement of some sort. I don't know what they're going to say. All I'd say, guys, thanks for your contribution today. Doubtless we'll see you on uh, Saturday after the Millwall game. For those of you that are listening live, thanks for your uh, contributions uh, and what have you. It's been lively as we expected it to be. It always is after a defeat. Keep a listen out for the bonus episode. I spent a very interesting hour with uh, on the uh, on zoom call with uh, bobby gould i might put it up on a youtube channel so you can see what a lovely bloke yeah he was only here for about a year but uh, we talked about the famous jerry gow incident and how he actually used to play in the coventry city reserve side when jimmy hill was there jimmy hill used to play in that uh, used to put dicks in that coventry reserve side this is we're talking 1962 here so he could see what young players were coming through but they fell out as we all know um, but uh, keep a listen out for that. I'll try and put it up tomorrow. And Bobby said, I asked him if he'd watch our game tonight. He's going to give us quick uh, resume of the game, which I'll either put on uh, this uh, at the beginning or I'll put it on as a separate mini episode. But uh, I spoke to Bobby Gould, still living Dave, in Portishead, 75 yeah. years old this week. Great guy to talk football, talking about he? Wimbledon. Fantastic. Keep a listen. All right. But thanks for your. Yeah, I will too. He's going to take a long time to recover from watching us tonight. <laughs> I know, Pleasure. Take I know. care, Ian. Take care, David. See you Saturday. Have a good evening, guys. Bye. <laughs> bye bye now. Bye bye. Good luck. Bye. bye.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you're still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.